How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 17th. And when I left you on Friday, it was depressing. We were angry. The Phillies had just lost three straight to the Orioles. And we were really questioning our sanity, I think, for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, one weekend, it's all it takes. The Phillies are back. A three-game sweep of the New York Mets just handling the Mets in their own ballpark, which was incredibly important after that Orioles series. It was really felt like things were slipping away from the Phillies. Obviously not from a mathematical standpoint, as we will see for the rest of the season. There are a, um, a lot of teams that are going to be in it, and uh, teams with sub-500 records and all that right up probably pretty close to the end. You know, it's uh, it's just the nature of the amount of playoff teams and the, the weirdness of the season. But ultimately, you know, it, it did feel like we were in a dark place. And it, look, it's still... A couple games does not change our opinion of this bullpen and all the things we've said and talked about with it doesn't go away. But um, it was nice to see the Phillies bounce back, especially after such a disappointing series. I mean, look, it looks like the Orioles are right now a better baseball team than anyone expected. I think we could safely say that, that, you know, that um, that it's not just a fluke is my point. But I mean, look, it's a bit of a fluke. Don't get me wrong, it's uh we're we're still only, you know, between fifteen to twenty five games into a season, depending on what team you are. Um or seventeen or you know, obviously other than the Cardinals who are way far behind. Um, but it is a uh it is a unique season and the the Orioles have embraced it well and played good baseball so far. So, you know, they are playing good baseball, but man, it is uh it is crazy how, how down we all fell after that series and then the the Mets come to town, and, and it's sweep town. It's sweep time. It was awesome to see a 6-5 victory on Friday that, that made us sweat. And then luckily Saturday and Sunday, both 6-2 to two victories. The Phillies 
make us sweat a lot less. Let's put it that way. As it was a, again a, a fun weekend of baseball. The Phillies are eight and nine right now, a game away from five hundred. Off day today, then back at it with some AL East action. They have Baltimore, excuse me, Boston and Toronto coming up this week. Um, it was it, it. It's just really nice to see them win that series uh, and to see them bounce back because. Again, it was the kind of spot where, you know, as we even talked about last week, the idea that seeing this team, seeing the players, they all felt kind of defeated. You know, it felt like they uh, they knew that when that bullpen came in, it was going to blow it. And uh, and to bounce back after that Orioles series, which was such a dreadful series on so many levels, obviously defensively and um fundamentally and then just talent wise just getting blown off the field that 11-4 loss to them was, was rough and even in the friday night game some defensive miscues roman quinn and bryce harper kind of miscommunicate misplay a ball in center field they end up winning the game obviously but um it was a really it was a disappointing series and to come off that 11-4 game it was really nice to see this team respond especially against a team they need to a team that they're you know quote-unquote competing against with the mets so um, good stuff. Good stuff, Phils. Good stuff. Way to keep this season alive. Keep us kind of invested here. And let's build on this. Let's see if they can build on this and start to win some games. Um, this week again against Boston, Toronto, two teams that have absolutely looked quite fallible. Boston is a disaster. But you, I heard this that Scott Fransky, uh, I listened to some, and the, those guys, Scott and Larry are just, LA are just amazing, uh, on the call. They're so comfortable together and it feels like you're listening to two buds hanging out talking about baseball and it's just a, a delightful call but um Fransky mentioned that that with the starter that Boston started last night um it was their 11th starter in 22 games that they've started that's insane that's almost hard to believe that that could possibly happen that's insane so uh an opportunity here for the Bills you know games that maybe we thought were a little tougher aren't quite as tough uh, maybe the Phillies can gain a little traction and get something going here. Uh, let's look back at the weekend because there was a lot to be excited about. As the Phillies, Friday was a scary one. I'll be quite honest. Hector Nair is not his best night. Uh, a scary game as um, the Phillies go down early, one nothing in the first, and then 2 nothing in the second as uh, just uh, not a lucky kind of start there. Spencer Howard just unlucky. Gave up four runs and three earned. Uh, three of them earned in three and a third inning. Seven hits, two walks, two strikeouts, gave up two home runs. Just, you know, didn't quite have it. He, I think he's still getting used to pitching at the major league level. And it was also one of those games where balls weren't bouncing his way and all that. I, I think we'll see more from Howard as the season progresses. I'm not concerned at all about Howard. And look, if you're looking for a silver lining in this one, for the next five innings, the bullpen shut it down. You know, Jose Alvarez one scoreless inning, Blake Parker, a scoreless inning, Adam Morgan, a scoreless inning, Tommy Hunter, an inning and two thirds scoreless until Hector Neris in the ninth. But ultimately uh, down to nothing in the second, the Phillies get going a little bit in the second inning. Alec Baum getting it going with a single to shallow center scoring Aditi Gregorius and uh, uh, Segura moves to third. Segura would score on a Roman Quinn single. Tying the game at two, but then they would go back down in the third. Uh, pair of home runs off of Howard, and that was kind of it for him. Um, 
didn't really have it there. Uh, Dominic Smith and Robinson Cano. Dominic Smith has been white hot for the Mets. Homer, 4-2, to two, but then in the fifth. Mr. Pay That Man His Money, is that is a, what it is. J.D. Romuto, a three-run bomb in the fifth inning, scoring Hoskins and Harper, giving the Phillies a 5-2 to two lead, excuse me, a 5-4 to four lead, and it was huge, just a huge spot. Romuto has obviously been just scorching hot, uh, you know, off to an insane start to this Shorten the season, which means they're likely to have a very good numbers in the season. As is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper just continues to dominate. We'll get to him more over the rest of the weekend, but both the guys just um, dominant. Um, they go up 5-4, and then you're feeling good. The bullpen's holding it down, shockingly holding it down. Then we get to the ninth inning, and Hector Neris comes in, and you're supposed to feel good about it. And Oh, no. Hector. Hector couldn't get it done. Hector allows a run to score on an infield. Robinson can have a single. Ultimately, then is able to get out of the inning after that. Luckily, the Phillies' offense continued to produce, continued to fight Bryce Harper in the bottom of the ninth, an RBI single that scores Roman Quinn. It was a wild play at the end of the game. Um, a uh, uh, throw to him, and Quinn was clearly beat. You know, the th- uh, it was a terrible tag, but Quinn also just slides in uh, crazily right right under it and ends up scoring. Um, it was one of those weird moments where they couldn't really celebrate on the field because they didn't know if, if he was out or not. So they didn't know if they had won. It was really one of those... It was really a weird kind of unique thing that you don't... that you would not have seen back, you know, growing up when... One of those things, you know, growing up, we wouldn't have been able to understand why, you know, the game would have just ended. He was safe. But uh, with the replay review, uh, ultimately, he is called safe. The Phillies win 6-5, and that was a big win. It was a big win for that team, again, especially with Naris blowing in and still being able to fight back. This team, I would say, over this weekend, the, the biggest thing that I would say is they showed me they're pretty resilient. You know, they're tough. They're tougher than I thought. They, uh, again, that Orioles series really made it seem like it was uh, – a lost cause, but it wasn't. And uh, a big series win this weekend, obviously a sweep. Game two, uh, let's call this one the house that Aaron Nola built as Nola was just magnificent yet again. His ERA down to 205 on the season. He goes seven shutout innings. Allows three hits, two walks, eight strikeouts as Aaron Nola start after start now has clearly just been absolutely amazing he looks like the guy who you know the guy who, who came in third in the nl Cy young voting in, in 2018 that's what aaron Nola looks like right now it really does he has been um just absolutely locked in it's the best version of him we've seen since 2018 in his last three starts against the yankees the braves and the mets no slouches six innings eight innings seven innings allows a total of eight hits so here we go 21 innings eight hits 30 strikeouts in 21 innings. 30. An ERA, ready for this, of 0.86. 30 strikeouts to three walks over his last three outings against good teams. Folks, Aaron Nola is acing out right now. He is. He looks like an absolute total ace, a stud ace. And he brought it on Saturday. The Phillies get out to an early lean. Gene Segura in the second. 
a home run. Um, Segura starting to heat a little up a bit, you know, in the leadoff hole on Sunday. Um, but starting to get going a little bit. I, I don't want to, you know, get too excited. But uh, Andrew McCutcheon walks in a run in the fifth as uh, uh, they're starting to get to, to Steven Matz as uh, just was really struggling in that inning to get outs. And then ultimately uh, up walks to the plate, the struggling Reese Hoskins. And Reese with his biggest hit of the season, a bases-clearing double to make it five to nothing. He would later score on a, or quickly later score on a Bryce Harper double as well, uh, making it six-nothing. And that was enough. You know, the Phillies... uh, Ramon Rosso gave up a run in the ninth, pitched two innings, gave up, excuse me, two runs, a home run to Dominic Smith, who's way up. But the Phillies 6-2, and it was relatively easy, relatively handily. As they got going, and this was a really good one for Reese Hoskins. Again, Hoskins, it was the one hit, but the it felt like um, for someone who's been struggling so much, and let, let's be real about it, obviously, you know, Hoskins has really been a uh, a mess and uh it felt like a an exhale kind of moment for him um so it it was a big spot and i think everyone was really excited for hoskins and hoskins would would uh knock in the first run of ga- the game on sunday as well we'll get to that in a sec but um it was really good and and look hoskins looks better you know he's above the mendoza line finally shout out um he does look better he really does um i'm um not like Better, like all good, but better than he was before. I, I certainly have more faith in him than Kingery, who had a couple of hits yesterday too. Um, but uh, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm more hopeful than I was. You know, we go. I'm more hopeful now. Kingery had a couple of hits on Saturday. Excuse me, two for four on Saturday. Um, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm more hopeful. I'm more hopeful than I was. Um, prior to Sunday's game, we did find out that Roman Quinn was put on the ILA. We would find out later that it is, um, he reported a sore throat and an earache, I believe. Um, so, uh, obviously taking precautions, shout out to Roman Quinn for, um, being very cautious with that and reporting his symptoms, um, especially someone who's playing every day. Now Scott Kingery, obviously, I think has to be the everyday center fielder for now. Who who saw that coming? That uh, that this uh, short in the season, Kingery would already be playing center field every day because Hazley on the IL, and now Quinn and um, look out of abundance of caution, and and I think Roman Quinn deserves to be, um, you know, um, praised for getting out in front of it and and not trying to play through something or not trying to mess around. So good for Roman Quinn, good for the Phillies to get him out of there. It also, it is a little nerve wracking. Like, look, we've been through this. We know that, you know, it seems that as we, we know with the Phillies that the, the cross field cross team contamination um, isn't likely, but the, in the locker room players all together contamination is a lot more likely. So let's hope that's not what it is. Let's hope that, uh, you know, he's just a little sick and um, it's an abundance of caution. We will obviously track that, track that story, but ultimately, um, from a baseball perspective, uh, hoping that that Roman is okay, um, the Phillies, of course, um, are going to have to go with uh, with Scott Kingery as their starting center fielder at least for a few days till Hazley's back. If Hazley can come back right after the ten day stint, um, we'll see. It's good, you know. Look, it uh, it does give them the opportunity to have Boom in the lineup every day. Boom, another. Good day on Sunday. Goes two for four with an RBI and a run. A really nice double down the line would score on. Uh, what was the biggest hit of the day? Let, let's just dive into Sunday now. We may as well. 
um, as Zach Wheeler was very solid. You know, not amazing, not overpowering, but goes seven innings, gives up two runs, six hits, one walk, uh, so a whip of one there, uh, 99 pitches and four strikeouts. It wasn't overpowering, but good. And then how about the bullpen? How about the bullpen? Two innings. Uh, Adam Morgan goes an inning and two-thirds clean, and then Hector Neris gets the final two outs. Um, but ultimately, the Phillies get up early. Uh, Gene Segura, a triple to start the game off for the Phillies, and uh, then Reese Hoskins, a nice little floater in the center field, you know, just kind of got his bat on the ball, um, and uh, that's what we want to see more of. Take the ball to the opposite field. Go with it. Don't try and force everything. It doesn't always have to be something you pull over the left field fence. You know, it's okay to 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 take a ball the other way or whatever, um, but ultimately they do get up early. They, they had a chance for more. They weren't able to do it. In the fourth, unfortunately, it was Wheeler's one kind of uh, mistake. Bases loaded. Um, the Mets are able to get an RBI double. Uh, Bruce, Jay Bruce does uh, throw out the runner or tags. Uh, throws out the runner at third, so they're able to get out of the inning um, when they could have given it more, which was good. But um, then for some reason, uh, McCutcheon replaced Bruce in the outfield in the game, and it worked out because in the sixth inning, uh, Alec Bohm starts it off, JT Romito on base, and Bohm a double to right field. And we were just talking about what we want Reese Hoskins to do, and it was exactly what Alec Bohm did in this at bat. Uh, took a pitch on the outside corner and just – just muscled it to the opposite field down the line. Ends up getting an RBI double, and uh, it was just a really good piece of hitting. Alec Bohm so far um, has impressed me. Uh, you know, batting two eighty six, a three thirty three OBP, a four twenty nine slugging. Obviously, not a large sample size, but he's been he's been solid. He looks like he can handle his own. I think he's going to get better and better, and I think he just has a, a innate understanding of hitting um, at a basic level. I, I don't think he's going to be a big time power guy. Um, 2030 type of guy, but I think he has the chance to be a 290-300 hitter every year, and that's incredibly valuable. And uh, someone who's fun to root for, someone who puts a bat on the ball a lot, and uh, he's been good so far. Um, ultimately, that leads to the biggest hit of the game, a 2-2 game at that point, and then Andrew McCutcheon steps the plate and finally breaks the seal on his home runs in 2020, his first of the season, a tank shot. McCutcheon knew it was gone as soon as he hit it. We all did. Uh, into the left field seats, just really smoked. It was awesome to see for McCutcheon. They go up 4-2 to two there. Um, they would add a couple, one in the, uh, excuse me, two in the seventh. Uh, J.T. Romito, uh, infield single, scores a run, and then Didi Gruer singles in a run as well to make it 6-2. to two. And then, like we said, the bullpen held it down, and the Phillies sweep the Mets. Good stuff. This is good stuff, especially for a Phillies team that, again, um, was coming off such a, a low. It, it's good to see them respond this way against a, a team they need to beat. Um, I was impressed. And, again, it's still early and there's still a lot of baseball to go, and I still do not remotely in any way, shape, or form on any level even consider to begin to trust this bullpen. So, you know, like that's still that, you know, but – I was impressed with the resilience of the team. And look, ultimately, even though it's been mostly Harper and Romito have really carried them, the offense is playing well. I mean, you look at the league numbers. They're striking out less than anyone. They're really high in a lot of the offensive metrics. They've been a solid offensive team, and the starting pitching's been all right. So, you know, if they can just find some ways to get by with with uh, uh, scotch tape and a little super glue or whatever they got to do. Um, we'll see. 
you know, again, there's a lot of teams that make the playoffs, so there, there's no reason to to bail on the season or anything. There's real opportunity, and the Phillies, you know, now kind of right back in. Let's take a look at the standings now that I say it. This Philly sitting at 8-9, and nine, and look, they're right there in the NL East. That's what's crazy. So here's the NL East standings as of, of today. The Miami Marlins and the Atlanta Braves are tied for, for first place. The Marlins are 9-6, and six, and the Braves are 13-10. and 10. Um, so, you know, it's hard, these weird, funky standings. That's one of the weirdest things this year. And again, in a year with a lot of weird stuff, one of the weird things is looking at the standings and seeing these teams that have played a lot less games, but then figuring out how many games back, like for example, the Cubs are 13 and six in first place. And St. Louis is four and four, um, 13 and six, four and four, you know, so they've played 11 less games. But they're three and a half games back. And I know that it's mathematical. I just don't know how they figure that stuff out. It works for me. Uh, Ultimately, those two teams tied for first. Technically, Miami has a better winning percentage. But then it's your fightings at eight and nine. Only two games back of those teams. What? The Philadelphia Phillies, for all the torture they've put us through at times this season, are only two games out of first place in the National League East. What the hell is that? They're ahead of the Nationals, who are eight and 11. They're ahead of the Mets, obviously, who are nine and 14. You know, and they're right there in in position for a playoff spot. And that's the thing. That's what makes this season so weird is um, because every game matters um, to an extent we've never had before with baseball, I think it, it clearly amplifies how we look at these games, how we talk about these games, how we react to these games. So there's been an amplified reaction to these games and everything is so over important and incredibly over the top important that um you know it's one of those things where i think we probably are are, are reacting intensely where things can change in a hurry and and again look you can also fall out of it in a hurry with so few games but um philly sweep the mets and now all of a sudden they're right there you know and again this bullpen still stinks and I still don't have any confidence in it, but ultimately the Phillies are right there. I mean, they're eight and nine. There's no reason with eight teams making the playoffs in the National League. And again, they are two games out of first place in the National League East. The top two teams in each division make it. And they're two games out. So it, it just it's a season that after that Orioles series, because of how amplified the games are, it felt like it was over. You know, it felt like this nothing's happening. And I think that that while these games are amplified and each one feels so important. I think maybe we're over it or, you know, at least some people are overreacting a little too much to the very beginning of the season where there still isn't a little bit of time. You know, it's not it's not like, uh, you know, you can just fall into a massive hole and have time to get out of it. But right now, you know, they're all bunched up. And uh, I think it's one of those things where you know, deep breath. The Phillies are eight and nine. They're right there. The bullpen's bad, but baseball's weird and, and they're coming off a three game sweep now. Off day today, much needed because they're going to be in short supply. We know after missing a week of baseball, the Phillies are going to have a lot of games to make up. So um, anytime they get an off day, I think it's warranted, it's needed, and uh, and enjoy it. Now, they get back at it tomorrow. We'll obviously talk more about these games tomorrow, but just a, a quick look at it. Two games in Boston for the Phillies Tuesday and Wednesday. It'll be Zach Eflin against Zach Godley, former Diamondback, and then Jake Arrieta. Um, will pitch against uh, Kyle Hart, who is a pitcher I've never even heard of. He's got a 22.5 ERA for the season, so 
you know, look, I think Eflin and Arietta, those are the guys you want him going up against, and I think you have the pitching advantage, and that's a, you know, anytime you can get the advantage and you have Eflin and going. As we said that tab before, 11 pitchers in 22 games for the Red Sox. That's really, really, really bad. Um, so I think the Phillies got a really good shot uh, against these teams. Uh, uh, 7.30 game tomorrow night, and then a 135 on Wednesday, and then another day game on Thursday as they go to Buffalo to play Toronto. A 105er and then on Thursday and then a 405 uh, and then a 405. Excuse me, a doubleheader. It's a doubleheader on Thursday, duh. Um, so they're going up to Buffalo for one day for a doubleheader. Think about that, um, where you will see uh, uh, I get Aaron. Uh, excuse me, Spencer Howard and Aaron pitch, and then they have to go to Atlanta for a three-game series in Atlanta over the weekend. So again, the Phillies have an off day, but they're still playing seven more games this week. So. You know, the off day helps. I think it's good for them to get the off day. You always need an opportunity to step back and take a break and kind of get your bearings and all that. I think that's good. But then it's, uh, you know, going up to Buffalo for one day to play two games before going all the way down to Atlanta, especially for a Phillies team, let's not forget, that has been home pretty much the entire season. They've just gone to New York for a couple games. This is their first road trip. That's the other part of it that is tricky and tough, especially, again, when you're, you're talking about a road trip where they have this type of situation. So um, where it's, you know, again, a, a grind. This is going to be a grind. Going up to Boston, then Buffalo at least is close to Boston. You play two games there in one day and then head down to Atlanta. It's going to be important and it's going to be tough. Again, this Phillies team has kind of fought their way back. They need to build on this. So there's a big week to do it against these AL East teams. And then, of course, Atlanta, the first place team in the division. So uh, we will look more at these games tomorrow. We'll dive into the matchups and all that type of stuff and obviously a whole lot more. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 